Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see and dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? The girl in my dreams lives under my own roof. I see her every day, but she thinks I'm a kid. Immature, a dumb jock. All of which is more or less true. You're on a vision quest, man. You're trying to find your place in the circle. You're a bleeder, and I like to see blood. You might go through life thinking you got plenty of time. You put off the really important stuff till later, and pretty soon before you know it, there's no more time left. You've blown it. Welcome to another edition of Stuck in the 80s, special Vision Quest edition. <laughs> All hey, right. hey, this is Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. With me, as always, my favorite co-host, Sean Daly, Times Pop Music I, Critic. I am so pumped up. I'm sitting here in my wrestling singlet. <laughs> my nipples disturbing. are showing. I'm really, it's disturbing, but I'm ready to grapple. <laughs> grapple with the issues and, uh, yeah. What's, what's, the, what's that mascot there on your, your unit, <laughs> on your unitard? I can't quite... Is that a rooster a nude, of some sort? It's a nude leprechaun. As <laughs> fact, Sean Bailey, the was. nude leprechaun. That's that was my nickname in high school. So, Vision Quest, we're, we both just watched it. And, oh, yeah. uh, I watched it every week on up. General Principle. You know that. Did, you did no, no, but no. you but you take great Vision Quest 1985. Correct. We should though for the people who don't know, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Vision Quest before we go into it? Uh, it's fantastic. 1985 movie, one of uh, Matthew Modine's first movies. Yes, kind of his first big role, not his first movie, but his first big role was the first role for Linda Fiorentino. Habba habba, hottie. Yep. But uh, basically chronicles the... Uh, this is my Linda Fiorentino impression. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Pre- pretend... Uh, well, actually, you can't see my bosoms, but this is my impression. Do you like what you see? <laughs> <laughs> she's very... I mean, she's... Her, her husky voice she's is man, almost... Like, man. <laughs> she does sound like a dude. Dude sounds like, like a dude. And yet she's still incredibly hot, but we'll get into that whole thing in a bit yeah, about how it's... Go, it's, it's coming. It's a great you know it bisexual teen <laughs> yeah. movie of the <laughs> 80s. Right. But anyway, uh, so, Matthew Modine plays Loudon Swain, a high school wrestler. Who's obsessed with... His senior year, he turns 18 years old. He says he hasn't done anything in his life yet. So he decides to shed 23 pounds to drop into a lower weight class to take on this guy named Shoot, who is this... Ryan Shooter, yes. Yeah, Ryan Shoot, who's a never-been-beaten wrestler for a rival high school. Right. And no, who nobody wants to wrestle. The villain. Right. He's villainous. So he's going to drop from 190 to 168, I think. Yeah, and he gets all sorts of nosebleeds, and he can't eat, and he passes out. And this whole time he's doing this on this vision quest as his friend Cooch. 
the the Indian Cooch. The, well, we think he's, he's an Indian, but yeah. we, there's a twist at the end. And Cooch is played by. Tell us who Cooch is played by. Uh, his friend, the Coochster. He's played by uh, one of our '80s heroes, the ultimate '80s hero, uh, Michael Scheffling. I oh believe, yes, who was? Tell, tell tell the boys and girls who Michael Scheffling was. Better known in Sixteen Candles as Jake Ryan. Nice. Jake, my boy. And in this this uh, this came. What, a year after? 16 Candles was 84, right? Uh, six, yeah, 684. And so this was uh, Jake Ryan's second movie. He has a mohawk in this. He gets beat up by his dad. He has an emotional scene where he cries. Uh, he's great. He's, he's also comic uh, relief and the buddy. So oh, really yeah. Nice. Hey, hit you with some quick trivia. guy who plays Matthew Modine's dad in this movie is... Uh, Ronnie Cox. Right. Better known to 80s fans... As for his role in Beverly Hills Cop, oh, he's, Lute- yeah. he's Lieutenant Bogomil. Yeah, he's Bogomil, the, the the head guy. He's good in this too. Yeah, he's he's, he's a good actor. I don't know why we don't see more of him. Uh, but this, uh, is Linda, so that's, this is Linda Fontaine talking about Roddy Cox. Your dad's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> We might as well anyway. just get into it right now. So let's just do it. So yeah, my my theory. You you take great motivation. You get really inspired by Vision Quest. It's I watched it with the Forever Fiance the other night, and I found it to be extremely gay and homoerotic. <laughs> even though I support those things, not that there's anything wrong with it, but uh, it's just so overtly about Loud and Swain wanting to <laughs> burst out of his singlet and sing uh, show tunes. Yeah, you know this is actually based on a book, and I never read the book. It was 1979, a book by the same name. but And the book was called The Golden Banana, I believe. <laughs> I don't... Hate my no, no, I didn't know that. I did not time, know it was based on yeah, the book. No, it's based, it's based on a book by the same name. And I never read the book, so maybe the book explains a little bit more about the homoerotic theme in it. But yeah, let's talk about a couple of the scenes where there are... Obviously, we got some issues here. One is... An early the, scene... Where he's in the hotel. His night job is he delivers room service. Right. And his buddy down there in the kitchen, remember? Elmo. The, Elmo. Right, and he has a really touching scene at the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he goes up to deliver food to a room, and the guy's doing Tai Chi. Right. And he tries to teach uh, Loudon Swain Tai Chi, and he winds up, quote-unquote, grabbing Loudon's wad. Wad. Yeah. And not but, the, we're not talking about the bundle of tips that he'd been <laughs> making that night. And and when, he, when, when Loudon talks to Cooch afterwards, he's like, hey, that guy tried to grab my wad. That's never happened before. And they seem really joyous about this and, you know, He actually says, and I think he actually did if you want to know the truth. He said yeah. that. And then about... 15 but minutes. no, he's not mad at it. He's like, no, he's just and then like, remember uh-huh. when he runs after he leaves the room, after the guy try, says, hey, do you want to come back to my room later? Loudon runs to the elevator and he starts doing push-ups. push-ups yeah. Like he's got all this sexual pent-up energy. You know, I do that every time here when I leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> I go over to the fourth floor elevators. I do, yeah. at, least, I do at least a rack of 50 push-ups. And then I... Yeah, it's, and so that's like, well, that's kind of weird. I mean, not that I, I like the movie a lot, but it's just, it, it, it's, it was a, this popular teen movie, but it's also very much about a young man now when, coming to terms with his sexuality. Now, do you remember when you watched it back in the 80s, did you notice that theme? Or no, like, but I remember that scene. I remember the scene, but do you remember the, the overall theme? No, and let me tell you, this is I was going to save this for later, and I talked to you about this, but I hadn't seen Vision Quest in a while, and 
in, over the last 20 years, you know, the, since I've seen it, I created a scene in my head in which Linda Fiorentino mounts Matthew Modine when they're in the truck driving to see his grandfather. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember I told yeah, you that? Yeah, yeah. At the time, I thought, that's and I'm not like, right. They didn't I'm have sex not, in the car. Isn't that bizarre? Like, I created this scene where she's like, uh, you want to go for a ride? Do you want to go for a ride? <laughs> and, isn't, and I'm like, hey, Jen, the scene's coming up. And Jen's like, what are you talking about? She never mounted them in the car. But all of a sudden, I but I think I created that only because I I'm still questioning my own sexuality, and I didn't want to, and I wanted to make um, uh, Vision Quest more um, overtly hetero, when in fact it's not at all. And the fact that Linda Fiorentino talks like this, <laughs> she's essentially a dude, well, a transvestite, right? Um, and uh, and also when Loudon. Yeah, hold on. When Loudon uh, is describing what he likes about Linda Fiorentino, he's like, she's everything I like in a woman and everything I like in a man. Right. I, I, I caught that the first time, too, and I thought... And there's lots of shots of young men uh, with their tops offs. Offs. <laughs> and there's... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just very... you know, It's, it's, it's interesting. I and never, and then, oh, the epic battle is... The, the whole thing, it's symbolic, is shoot versus Loudon Swain, and they're basically doing it on the mat. Well, that might the be final thing it. is, that's not stretch. Yeah, it's stretching something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know who's got a really strong opinion about the theme of this movie is our other co-host. Oh, I love Kathy Watts. Yeah, I love Kathy Watts. She's we, hilarious. Thanks to our burgeoning technology here, we can actually call Kathy on the phone and uh, get her opinion. So let's do that right now. Yeah, Producer? Here she is. Hi guys. <laughs> no, I just gave that as a guarantee. Okay. Eventually here we're gonna have Kathy pop on the line and we'll be able to enjoy the, the mellow goodness. Are you there? I'm here. Awesome. Hey, Kathy. hey what's the traffic like out there? <laughs> you know, the traffic is surprisingly smooth today. There's no accidents on the bridge at all. Oh my god, you're so good. <laughs> You could be making millions at that. I know. I missed my true calling, I think. Even with the crackly, it sounds even more like the traffic report. (laughs) I'm flying uh... overhead. (laughs) Kathy, we're just sitting here, we're talking about Vision Quest, and we were just going through the whole uh, homoerotic theme, which is Sean's favorite part of the movie. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I know you had, like... Some thoughts about that too. So, hit yeah. us with your best shot. Um, well, I, I think I probably agree with uh, Sean here. I think um, Linda yeah. Fiorentino is essentially a man. She talks she like is. this. She's very manly. The right. voice, everything. Yeah. The uh, the scene in the hotel room where the guy quote unquote grabs his wad. <laughs> exactly. That's, and he kind of enjoys it. Like he really mm-hmm. he gets titillated by it. And then he has to do pushups by the uh, elevator, right? Yeah, I think, you know, I think he's confused, you know. This is sort of, you know, his coming of age, but, you know, not, yeah. Kathy, what would you say, Steve doesn't agree with me here, but I say the the, the finale, the epic battle between uh, Shoot and our boy Loudon Swain is essentially two young men having sex on a wrestling (laughs) match. You know, I've always really thought that about wrestling in general. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so. You know, what's interesting is that the book that the movie was based on, that Terry Davis wrote, didn't even have that scene in it. They totally, that's a totally Hollywood fabrication. The book ends... At the beginning of the wrestling match. At the beginning. I, I forgot know. to say that. Yes. So... And am I right? Really is, all the, about is the, the book quest. called The Golden Banana? <laughs> I think that was the subtitle, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Vision Quest search for The Golden Banana. <laughs> hey, Kathy, did you... We got an email 
about the last podcast that the three of us did together. And one of the thing, and it's from one of the winners of this week's Name That 80s Tune. And one of the first things they said was, Kathy had a sexy voice. Oh, yeah. oh see? That Kathy's sexy kind of traffic voice. voice. If you would just check your email more oh. often. See? Hey Kathy, can you tell me? You know uh, the 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 comic relief in this is is Cooch, uh, uh, the character of Cooch, who says he's an Indian when in fact he's not. Oh yeah. Do you know who uh, that actor is? Well, yeah, of course. It's Michael Shefflin from uh, Breakfast Club. Or, no, Sixteen oh, Candles. Sorry, oh, Sixteen Candles. Wow. wow. Yeah, Sixteen Candles. Jake Ryan. And you, did you two no. have Jake Ryan uh, crushes and fantasies as a as a youngster, uh, and maybe as an ouster? Well. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. perhaps, yes. Of course, I did. Uh, at least what he represents is like the good, supportive. You know, you know when you think no, about no, it, no, he was just hot. You know when you yeah. think about the names <laughs> okay. of the people in the movie: shoot, cooch. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! And then I mean, we can't say it on the air, but Elmo, the cook at the hotel, right. he's he keeps referring to Linda Fiorentino as yeah, a very derogatory right. female exactly. name. Oh yes, yeah. You know, and so interesting. <laughs> But so I watched really a hostile movie towards women. I, oh, Kathy, let me ask you this too. I, I I watched this movie with my forever fiance, and she said that she was just laughing at the whole thing, the whole thing saying it's this ultimate guy movie. Oh yeah. Would you agree with that? I would yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah. 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 Um, even with the whole love angle, it's really just for the guy's benefit. It's not. Yeah. Linda Fiorentino. I mean, please, Linda, yeah, prancing around in the... Oh, the shirt yeah. in the, yeah. Exactly. That, and I was also telling Steve that I had created a scene in my head that they're driving in a truck and she mounts him as they're driving. But I totally fabricated the scene. I really thought it was in there. <laughs> that was your own fantasy <laughs> Isn't that, that bizarre? after seeing the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I think it's because I was, yeah, I don't know. It yeah. was very strange. And I kept saying Maybe that's to, in the director's cut. <laughs> that's in my director's But that's really that. kind of scary to me. I'm, now it's, I'm getting old enough where I'm creating. My mind's starting to go. I'm creating these, you know, fictional things exactly. happening. You know? It is scary. But anyway. So. Well, thanks thanks for joining us today. Of course. Can't wait to have you come in here and do our Oingo Boingo podcast. Oh, I'm excited. You rock, okay. Can't wait. Catch thanks. you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. you got to love the technology. I love the technology. And she has the best voice. You she have does. a good voice for this. I sound like a strangled Muppet. But The you same, the same guy it. who said that she's had a sexy voice called you androgynous. <laughs> androgynous? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess that's He meant true. that in a nice I way, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do sound... Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know what's funny about Michael Scheffling is um, he's nowhere now. I mean, he... He made a few movies. Jake in, Ryan, Jake right? Jake Ryan. He made a few movies in the eighties. Did he do anything? What did he do after Vision Quest? He did. Uh, God, what did he do after Vision Quest? I forget. But he did. He did a couple more movies. Called it quits. And then uh, these days can only be found making handmade furniture in Pennsylvania. Where in PA? Uh, God, like Wilkes Scarborough. Wilkes Bar. Yeah, I don't know where. Pennsylvania to save my life. Yeah, Wilkes Bar. It's up by Scranton. Yeah, yeah. That's he hasn't done an interview since 1991, but in 2004, the Washington Post wrote a uh, story about Hank him. Stuver, my yeah. old colleague. I, I I spent some time at the Washington Post as yeah. a pop music critic. He wrote a, a story called "Real Men Can't Hold a Match to Jake Ryan." Of yeah, Hank Canada. Stuver, who is a great award-winning writer. It's a fantastic article. Yeah, it's um, and they, but they couldn't find him. They tried to track him down. Yeah. He just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, you know, he's put that behind him. Let's hear some music. We haven't really talked about, I had this soundtrack. 
And the reason I had the soundtrack, as uh, diehard stuck in the 80s fans know, is that my high school girlfriend, Molly Sherman, our song was Crazy for You. Right. We'll Madonna, hear that song which is eventually. featured in it. Uh, we'll hear that eventually. But there's some other great stuff, including a great song by John Waite. Ah. Do you know the name of that song? Change. It's awesome. Can we hear that right now? Yeah. It's cute. Answers. was awesome. Love John Wayne. Where's he been, man? <laughs> Bring him back. We would never put him on our worst of the 80s podcast. No, I love that song. This whole movie. He I is the maestro. Just... He is the maestro. <laughs> this whole, the whole movie, I was singing along to everything. The soundtrack's great. I wore out this tape, and it was one of those cool clear tapes. I believe uh, remember that? Remember muy that? bien. Yeah. <laughs> it might have actually been a metal tape. But no, I, I really like that song. It's uh, John Waite. What was the John Waite album that had Missing You on it? Was it called... Uh, I don't think I ever God, bought any of his albums. Because called... I mean, every one of his songs is sprinkled into some blank. soundtrack or another. Yeah, like About Last Night has... Uh... Oh, man. Oh, I love About play. Last Night. That's if one of my favorite 80s movies. If anybody had a heart. Let's, let's go through some of the songs on the soundtrack of this movie. And everyone's going to want to run out and buy it. You got Journey, Only the Young. I have a feeling we're going to hear that a We will later. before it's over. We have uh, Shout to the Top by the Style Council. Sing a little of that. I, don't, I can't. I couldn't find you. Now, Madonna, it's important to note, this is her first big screen appearance in this. She plays the club singer. She sings Crazy for You, but she also sings so Madonna- Gambler. Gambler, Gambler. And she actually so, had a third um, song she recorded for this movie and it was never released. And it was a little song called Vogue. No, it's, it's, it's called the warning signs. The warning signs. So this is basically product placement. So you think who was Madonna with? She was with um, was it Columbia? Maybe I don't know. Uh, you Electra. Know that. That's and um, a Warner Brothers. Madonna was with Warner Brothers, I think. And so Warner Brothers probably said, "Hey, new teen movie. Can we get? We have a singer here. She probably already had it. She had a few hits, right? Yeah. I mean, I think when people saw her, they're like, "Hey, that's Madonna." I think Borderline and all that stuff had come out. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, this is eighty. Yeah, it's good to see her. And I liked her when she was a little chunky but funky. She was still funky. At I least. was really Madonna was one of my favorite. Uh, people when I was exploring my masculinity. <laughs> she, Madonna, right. that like a, like the wink, like wink, a virgin. Nod, nod. Yeah. Like, it's just so hot. Don Henley's on this uh, Oh, we moved on. Okay, I'm sorry. If we sit exploring your masculinity, <laughs> you're just trying to make up for the androgyny comment. No, but, I'm, uh, I'm totally androgynous. Got some Dio, Hungry for Heaven. Yeah, I love how many, how many, you know how tall Dio is? He's four foot three. He's, he's four one. <laughs> Red Rider with Lunatic Fringe, which we opened the. That's, I that's love a that song. Critical song to the movie. I'm going to see if I can get this on DVD what? or a CD. Easily soundtrack. done. Easily done. Wait till your next birthday and it'll be wrapped up <laughs> waiting for you on your desk. I, since you get to play one you of didn't your favorites. Finish. Did oh, you yeah. finish? Oh, yeah. We're going to hit my next favorite oh, song. Okay. We're going to listen to it because I love it so much. And you can never play enough Sammy Hagar. And so commence the frivolity.
Are you going to the show? Are you going to the Sammy Hagar show? Can't, with the Wabos? Yeah. I'll just be drinking the Wabo. Yeah. Have you ever it'll had, be, it'll be have just you ever like had Sammy there. Hagar's tequila? Yeah, I have. Is it good? This is very smooth. Yeah. Very smooth. Is there a worm in there? No, that's only with Mezcal. Oh. Good tequila would never have a worm in it. Really? Yeah. Have you ever eaten the worm? No. And when I say that, <laughs> I, talking, I mean, have you ever? We're in the Vision Quest soundtrack. <laughs> Let's let's not talk about eating any worms. Um, yeah, so that's a great song too. I gotta find this on CD. You know, I for Father's Day, the Forever Fiance and our daughter Lulu, they bought me a um, an all in one old timey music center that has a record player. And so I was listening on my vinyl last night. I want to find Vision Quest on vinyl. On vinyl, that would be sweet. That'd be nice. I remember the first time I heard "I'll Fall for You," "Fall in Love Again" with Sammy Hagar. It was on one of those uh, compilation discs. You know, like. 40 songs by like KTEL. K-Tel? Yeah. yeah. I used to I used to have like all of those. I remember having the KTEL tape that had the uh Cantina theme from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Molly played again. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I also had um Cold as Ice by Foreigner on there. Uh actually there's another great Foreigner tune. <gasps> oh, awesome dare segue, we actually play yeah. three clips in a row? Yeah, That's do it. Sick. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, fans, rock out. It's a little bit more Foreigner. You know, I'm not actually a huge Foreigner fan, but it works in this movie. I love Foreigner. Really? I saw There's a time and place for Foreigner. Good corporate soulless rock. <laughs> There's a time for good corporate soulless rock. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm real. Asia. Soulless corporate rock. Foreigner, same Asia. thing. I guess. I like urgent. <laughs> I hate urgent. I also enjoy head games, Steve. I like that one. I don't, you, you know what I can't together? stand? Um, what's that one? Uh, I want to know what love is. Uh, that, that's later, Foreigner. Nah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Do you know the first song that was uh, playing when I first had Nookie? Nookie? I or told you this before. When I, when, I, when I lost my virginity, you know what song was playing? This no. is a little stuck in the 80s trivia. Lou Graham's Electric Mid- Blue. Electric- or no, Midnight Blue. Midnight Blue. Midnight Blue. Midnight Blue. Are you sure it wasn't Electric Slide? <laughs> Hey, speaking of virgin, midnight vir- blue, in virginity, there's a there's a there's a big scene in the movie where Loudon talks about his stress over losing his virginity. I don't know why it's so embarrassing for me. I mean, is it so terrible for a guy my age to still be a virgin? Does it make him a queer or what? Of course, it doesn't make you a queer. It doesn't make you anything except what you are already. Isn't half bad if you want my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know that sexual intercourse burns up 200 calories a shot? Hey, have you ever tried that particular pickup line for a girl? <laughs> no, Steve, I haven't. <laughs> of course it doesn't make you a queer, loud. And- yeah, and then that scene where they have sex in the truck is awesome when she mounts them. <laughs> and then I'm riding in the flatbed being <laughs> in the window. A lot of people don't know about that. Only you would do that. It's time for Name That 80s Tune. You love this, don't you? I love it. I wasn't here last week, so I'm not quite sure what Nobody was here last week. Oh, that's right, because well, nobody realizes that we were before. actually on vacation last week. The, the episode that you heard was the... Uh, 
One that we taped uh, four and a half years ago. <laughs> Back <laughs> Before you even were, On your 40th right. birthday, that's right. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> anyway, as usual, Name That 80s Tune is the uh, show where we play a snippet from a song from the 80s, and if you can name the song and the artist, you email us, and you get you a chance st- to win a baseball cap. You're still giving away those crappy we have hats. New, we have new baseball caps. New one? New one. What do they say? How are they are different? They're tamp- they're, 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 instead of being are they te- fitted? Are they those nice fitted caps? <laughs> you like them fitted, don't you? I do. I'm no, seven and they're... five eights. I bet your head's big. You probably got, what, eight? <laughs> don't even start. That's the seven five eights or eight. I told you I've never measured my head. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you haven't. You, do. you don't do a lot of measuring. I try. It's a policy. Anyway, the uh, here's the tune we played a couple weeks ago. Yes, let you, me hear it. Here we go. I thought it was an easy one. Um, that is obviously Kid Creole and the Coconuts. Duran <laughs> Duran, New Moon on Monday. And we actually had a lot of winners for this one because it was kind of a dead giveaway. Because we, we hinted right afterwards what it was. But, uh, hey, where's Six? How come Six doesn't? She never she comes blogs. to my... She blogs. She never blogs. She's angry with me. I think she kind of wrote me off. Six, come back. I'll make it up to you. <laughs> really? Come on over. Sean gives excellent massages. <laughs> we have our winners this week were uh, Stuart Ball of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh, really? We had uh, Ray Nelson of Roswell, Georgia. And we also had a lot of other people who, those were new winners. We had a lot of old winners, including, uh, why don't you read them since you stole it from my hand, uh, you Tony in Indianapolis, Mark Keenley, Colleen Kelly, Ayla Avar. That's it. Those are all the winners. Cool. A lot of people got it wrong. A lot of people were guessing. I uh, apologize if I botched anyone's name. <laughs> anyway, let's cue up this week's tune and see if... Oh, actually, here's the trick with this week's tune. Special bonus, because this is such a fantastic podcast. Two clips, back-to-back, that sound almost identical. So you got to email us and tell us the name of both clips with both artists in the order that we give them to you. Okay. You ready for it? Yes, let me hear it. Go for it. That's really hard. I don't know. You want to play one more time? Yeah. Play one more time. Ouch. That's that's a blazer. What is a Can blazer? you give us a clue? Uh, they're both from the 80s. <laughs> I can't it's give tough. you that. But, uh, but something they're tells not, me they're not obscure songs. will win this. No. Actually, he might. He is... Uh, He's the he's the one who said that uh, Kathy had the sexy voice. But anyway, if you think you know this week's uh, compilation, you got to email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. Give us the uh, two songs' names and their artists in order. And uh, if you win, you get a chance to win a tampabay.com baseball cap. Brand so new hat. New. It's a brand new hat. So if you've won before, you're eligible again for this new cap. So how about a date with you too? Because isn't your wife out of town for ten days? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Except for by the time people hear this, she'll be back in town. Ooh, all right. so that won't work. Hey, this is Stuart Ball from Halifax, Nova Scotia, in Canada, and I'm happily stuck in the '80s. When that played, I I, I pictured Stuart Bald running through a field of barley. (laughs) Wind in his hair. That's all I've got up in Canada. We have have a very loyal listenership up in Canada. That's cool. I love that. I'm glad they're listening from far away. That whole country is stuck in the 80s. 
They, they're, in fact, every time one of them emails, is that all, your finest compliment? Like, and you, my friend, are <laughs> stuck in the eighties. Well, a lot of people say this. An so, insult. Is that kind of like your? You look marvelous. <laughs> is that <laughs> you're trying to ride this? I guess so. Yeah. I guess. I guess you. Hey, you've been stuck in the eighties, goodbye. A lot of people mean it as an insult. I mean, I mean it as a yeah. pure compliment. If I love you it. say, "Hey, you look very modern," that's almost like an insult in your world. Well, if you look hip and fashionable, no. But if you're wearing a uh, white lion <laughs> shirt, you're stuck in the eighties. Uh, crazy for you. I just want to give a shout out. Um, actually, I wasn't thinking about Stuart Bald when that was playing. I was thinking about Molly Sherman, my first girlfriend. That was our song, Crazy for You. Over and over again, we listened to it. And uh, is it is it true? I mean, when you hear that song, is that automatically what flashes through your head? Molly Sherman, yeah, because I listened to it like I was like a little swoony goofball, so I listened to it like four billion times in a row. Eee! Erased on my little Sony Walkman. Crazy for eee! <laughs> just listen to it over and over and over again. I go to sleepovers, and my friends would be like, you know, stop it, go to sleep. You God, like, remember when Sony Walkmans ball? were like the cutting edge of technology? Man, I blow through those things until like the cover fell off. Do you remember yeah. one of those? And you just kind of like pop that tape in. It's just they used out. to. They used to actually cost a lot of money. Now they give them away free in a box of cereal. I'd love to try to find. Can you still get cassettes? Can you still get? Can I find a vision tape cassette? Because tape Maybe eventually not, deteriorates, not new, right? Probably not brand can you, new. You can have, do they have, have Tower Records down here in Tampa no, Bay? I don't think do so. I think you'd have to go to Orlando might have one. I'd like to know if they still sell cassettes. So what's what's the final verdict on the movie, then? Are we, are we still happy with I it? I watched it again. It was fun. Yeah, it was good to go back. I, I, I enjoy I mean, it's got a theme similar to Dead Poets Society and Flashdance, if you think about it. It's the whole... It's very Flashdance-y. Very Flashdance. It's the whole th- feeling that... Don't put off what you want to accomplish until tomorrow. You really, in all seriousness, you are finding great strength and motivation from Vision Quest. I, I haven't seen you even look different now. Your hair, <laughs> you got a nice haircut. <laughs> You're so full. That six no, pack seriously, is coming along. When I, when I look at this movie, even today when I watch it, I mean, aside from loving the music, which is just fantastic throughout the entire movie, and the way they cue it up at just the right moments, especially with the lunatic fringe and only the young. It really, to me, it boils down to that theme about don't waste any time trying to, try, you know, before you try to accomplish your goals because before you know it, your chance is going to be gone. To tell you the truth, it's it's not a perfect movie. Some of the dialogue is really bad, but um, it, it's a nice teen movie that it doesn't. Uh, it's not talking down to to anybody. It's uh, and it's got a nice kind of quiet way it goes about its business. You know, it's not super obvious in all its. You know, even the final fight, they don't blow up to ridiculous mythic proportions. It's, I think it's kind of nice. And I think it's it's relatively honest, although, except for Linda Fiorentino coming <laughs> and, you know, living in the guy's house. So you're but, saying you uh, wouldn't want to have her as a guest on the show? No, I'd love to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Linda Fiorentino. Hi, guys. <laughs> nice singlet, Sean. <laughs> uh, no, oh, man. But it's nice. No, it really, you know, it, it's it's silly. It's 80s. and um, But it kind of holds up. I think it does. I think it does too. Let's let Matthew Modine take us home with the f- with the grand finale of the. Um, are we going to hear our favorite song too? We are going to hear our favorite song, and Sean, Sean and I will dance like nymphs. <laughs> <laughs> so until later, let's leave it to Matthew because Sean and I are here stuck in the eighties. I think a lot about those six minutes of shoot and the time I spent with Carla that season. Cooch had it right. It was a vision quest. But all I ever settled for was that we're born to live and then to die, and 
We gotta do it alone, each in his own way. And I guess that's why we ought to love those people who deserve it like there's no tomorrow. Because when you get right down to it, there isn't. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online department of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. If you'd like to email us, please do at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs>